Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of My Sister and Me. It's Dominique here with my hey. lovely oh. <laughs> and it's me, Janelle. Yeah, I was about to say with my lovely, lovely big sister, and then you <laughs> Well yeah, my lovely big sister Janelle. Yes, yes, yes. I am here. So I... that last week was really fun. Yeah, last week was amazing. I had such an amazing time. Shout out to Vernon for being our first guest um we look forward to having many more guests and you know as our show blows up um how was your week um my week was pretty good um i tussled at work <laughs> shout out Who to did every it? day i'm tussling okay um and it wasn't girl it's i don't know why people love to kind of like try me but they do. And I, it just felt like every day last week, somebody was doing something to where I had to check them. And literally, it's people who are not doing their job and then trying to, I can't even say they're trying to throw me under the bus because I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And not only am I doing what I, I am supposed to do, but I have receipts that I have done <laughs> girl. <laughs> what I'm supposed to do so when you try to say oh you know what well, I couldn't do this because Janelle didn't give me clear direction and then I'm like oh okay let me pull up this email when I said do specifically this and then do a drawing and then we can redline this drawing and we can get it to the client for approval so how did I not give you clear direction and then when we look at the drawings, you have started to draw them per my instructions. So if you were so confused, how, how you draw on the shit? Exactly. Girl. And then Country Mouse. Oh, oh Lord. <laughs> bless, her, bless her heart. But this girl tried to tell on me and is crying to somebody because she doing her shit wrong. Like, literally, we have these tear sheets. And basically, anytime we're trying to uh, make purchases, you have to fill out this form. And it says, you know, where the shit comes from, how much it costs, what the size is, et cetera, et cetera. And then you put a copy of the item with the same information. So then when people are double checking it, you have something to reference. She's been working here five years and she still do the shit wrong. So... I'm just saying, you know, these are the, these items are incorrect. I checked this shit twice and stuff is still wrong. And then I had my coworker do it because I just did not have the time. And so I guess because she didn't want to make the corrections a third time, she decided she wants to like cry and tell on me like straight up crying. So I'm like, I don't, she was saying, you know, they're being mean to me. I'm like, how am I being mean? Because you fucking up on your job. Lord, that sounds like me this week. Girl, and it's like, it's not even that I'm telling you, oh, these are wrong and you got to figure it out. I'm saying like, oh, these are the things that are incorrect. You would think, okay, go back and fix those things. Like nobody is perfect. Like we all make mistakes. But my thing is, how am I telling you the same thing three times and you still can't get right? I, I, I mean... <laughs> That's kind of what I'm dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, I got a promotion a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, that pay rate kicked in last week. Um, okay. So Congrats. Was, I, 
Thank you. I am excited uh, to more money, and uh, but with that comes more problems. Always. <laughs> and um, the situation I'm dealing with is with someone that doesn't want to work. And um, since I have stepped into this leadership role, I um, literally every I'm not making this up. Every problem, and it's been a problem every day. Mm-hmm. Um. I've been able to trace back to one person mm. uh, because I can like tap into the system to like the second, like the time of day, the second, everything that mm-hmm. you signed off on something. And it's been this one person. And um, it's crazy because she pretty much just wants to hang out. She talks all day um, to people and apparently Every time I need her, she's nowhere to be found. She's on her phone somewhere hidden. Um, one of the other people had came to me and was like, yo, she be falling asleep at her desk. She be on the phone. Her and this other girl be talking. So I told the warehouse manager, mind you guys, I work for a clothing company. Um, I said, well, she, if homegirl's going to be sitting at her desk, like with her and they're going to talk, then she needs to work. Mm-hmm. Like she needs to work on my team and on my side and get all this stuff open and taken care of because uh, we don't pay you to hang out mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. And um, literally the day I had to, I called out, I had to call out of work because I not only had like car trouble the other day, my phone just stopped working. So it, of course it comes back to me that this, ha- you know, that she's like, Oh, uh, I guess she found out that I, you know, like I had talked to like the one of the people in the warehouse or whatever about her and this other girl like talking consistently all the time and her not getting her work completed. And she was like, Who the fuck does she think she is? And what? all this girl. And I was like, Okay, well, what we're gonna do, we're gonna have a department meeting and then I'm gonna have a one on one with her because, you know, clearly there were not guidelines set when she got hired in last year and -hmm. how she's still working here is you know because she's the stories i've been told have been she's been out of pocket the whole time and nobody has corrected her so Mm -hmm. tomorrow we're gonna have a meeting and i'm setting the standard and that's it and if you can't fall in line you better fall into another department or you gone because that's not my responsibility like i'm not a babysitter i don't get paid enough for that i get paid decent but you know not for that so go ahead no i'm like i just don't understand what's so hard about coming to work and doing your job right like why why make it difficult like you see us more than you see anybody that you deal with outside of work and it's crazy because um my my assistant pretty much you know is like well i think maybe it's the style of management i said i've I've been in a role for a week i said if she had any questions or concerns, she should have, you know, came to me and we could have had the opportunity to have a conversation. Then if she mm-hmm. was then still, you know, disappointed with, with whatever I had to say to her, then you bring my director in. You don't go above me. I hated that shit when at my last job, when I, you know, working in cosmetics. I'm like, don't go over me and talk to my boss when you haven't made direct contact with me first. Right. So 
it is what it is. Um, I definitely had already, I talked to my my director about it, and then I talked to HR about it, and homegrown HR is pretty much on the same page as me. She was like, correct her. She's like, better yet, come at her with numbers, tell her, you know, like, let's say, you you know, you want the department between 5 and 10% error, um, and tell her she like at 50 or 60. Mm-hmm. How can you get her down to meet that number? You right. know, what is it that she needs from you? She's like, come at her with that. Um, and then, you know, like do a follow-up email and CC, you know, all of us on it. And then if she, you know, starts to slack again, then you have, you know, that's where you start. Here's your verbal. All right. Now right. I got to write you up. This is your final. Right. So, yeah. Yep. It's just a tussle. It's like, why? Like, why? Why waste people time? There's somebody that needs a job that wants to show up for work. Girl, I I will never, ever, ever understand it. But the more and more I am higher up in the workforce or especially in a more corporate setting, Mm -hmm. I encounter more, you know, people just not wanting to do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And I just I just will never, ever understand it because they always know that because they fuck up. It's like, okay, the person that is the hard worker will fix it because they know that they're not going to ask if I fuck this up they're not going to ask me to fix it they're going to ask Rachel to fix it because Mm -hmm. Rachel wants to be here and I'm just here floating by so that's why but I'm tired of picking up her slack like literally every day every day Mm -hmm. and I'm like no no I get you I, I for sure get it well I guess we could go ahead and start um in our little current events, our what in the worlds. Um, you had a whole thing talking about Chris Brown. What he do this time? Chris Brown did something? Did you not say it was Chris Brown? I said Wendy Williams. Oh, I thought you said something about Chris. Nothing about Chris Brown and I said something about Chris Rock. Oh, Chris Rock. <laughs> okay, well then like, what that nigga I was do? Like, I was like, what the fuck Chris Brown do this week? I'm like, because he's no. been out, he been quiet. And Girl, you all know no. Chris. I I completely just I think maybe like I had a bad signal or something. So okay, what oh, the fuck did well, Chris? What Chris okay. Rock do, girl? Okay, what Chris well, Rock do? pretty much Chris Rock put up a meme, and in the meme it has Whitney Houston and sunglasses, like making this face, like really, bitch. But the the meme said uh, when you have when everything that you talked about in this meeting could have been sent in an email. And then he added his own caption that said, I got cr- crack to smoke. And just how insensitive it is. But I don't understand what, like I was telling you what was going on with, with Chris Rock. Because everything that he's been doing recently has been so dramatic and controversial. Because like him allowing uh, that one comedian to say nigga or mm-hmm. it's just always been something. So I don't know if it's just you know, him trying to be like this shock jock kind of type deal where it's like, okay, nobody's talking about me. Ain't nobody paying attention to me. So let me just ruffle some people's feathers. And, you know, Bobby Brown even, you know, commented on the post and was just like saying how insensitive it was because, you know, uh, Whitney's addiction is like a sickness, you know? So everybody was just going ham on him. And I think it's whack as fuck. Uh, but I, I, I mean, I, I'm not trying to be funny or nothing, but I mean, she smoked crack though. Lord, I'm just okay. 
I'm just saying, like, I I get why people are all up in arms. I get it 100%. <coughs> Sorry. You, you all right? Yeah. Girl, that sounds like that came from your diaphragm. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, it's like something happens when people pass away. And it's as if all of the kind of controversial things or the, the things that they have done in their life that it wasn't so, you know, shiny and bright and perfect, people just kind of forget about. And it's like, we can't, we can no longer tell the truth or the the truth, which is maybe not so pretty, maybe not um, so glamorous. And it's like, we can't say these things. And I get it, you know, like, Addiction is definitely an illness and a sickness, and it's nothing to be made um, to take lightly. But at the same time, I mean, she did that shit. So is it insensitive for me to discuss something that you did like you smoke crack? I mean, but it was just that he was making fun of it. And it's not funny. And And I get that too, but again, that's what comedians do though. Like, I think I think because we are in this, um, this like, you know, this age of uber hypersensitivity and political correctness and et cetera, I think a lot of comics are having a really hard time kind of balancing their whole shtick. Like, the whole thing is supposed to be, you know, everything that they say is kind of controversial, is kind of on the edge, is slightly inappropriate, and how you kind of get away with it is that you kind of target everybody, like everybody um, falls prey to whatever the comedian feels like they want to go off on this particular day. So the, mm. that kind of kind of covers them, but now it's like you can't say shit. And don't get me wrong, like it is certain shit that you should not say. Uh, you know, white folks out here saying nigga, like, that's not okay. <gasps> but there are things that you can kind of toe the line on um, being a little bit disrespectful or a little bit controversial in the name of comedy's sake. Um, and that's kind of how it's always been. But again, like now it's a different day and a different era. So people are looking at things with a different lens. And I feel like people are trying to maybe regain some of that back. So maybe that's why he's doing it. I I don't know. Girl, who knows? I just, I just, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Um, but I don't know. Like I said, maybe, maybe Chris Rock really is on crack or something for real. Cause he just ain't been right since <laughs> I don't know I feel like I feel like Chris Rock ain't been right since he got like that divorce like something just been off with him mm-hmm. so who knows well anyway um, but speaking of people calling people niggas you heard about did you hear about Rick Fox wait Rick Fox so Rick Fox quit whatever show or network he's a part of now it's something with like um, I don't know if it is Fox or ESPN, whatever it is, it's some third party person who has been calling him a nigga, <gasps> like verbally and in emails. Ooh. Like I read it on ESPN, 
And so the I, I, it's probably from Fox because I don't recall. I'm I'm pretty sure the commentary he's been doing has been like pretty okay. pretty much basketball. So maybe yeah. that sounds like some Fox shit. It does, but I know it's called. <laughs> well, I know it was called like Eco Fox or Echo Fox. So I just okay. didn't know if it was like related to the actual Fox Network or not. I know nothing of sports, and I probably should have had some type of journalistic integrity and did one additional Google search. That's all it takes. That, that is all it takes. Um, but you know, nonetheless, people out here. So he he resigned from that particular uh, venture because of them just out here just blatantly like how you it's 2019 dog. i mean but the, but you know but that's just like how um ayoki simmons was having that issue at school with that guy like you know she goes to some prestigious private school and he was right. calling her nigga girl you know? I just, so it's so bizarre because uh yesterday i had met this guy and he seemed like cool or whatever. Um, it, it didn't really seem like he was trying to come at me, but mm-hmm. we had exchanged contact information. Mm-hmm. So today he texts me and was like, he sends me a screenshot of his bank account. Now, this could be his bank account. This could be a Google bank account. I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. But I was like, why did you send me? I've Now, I, I don't know why he felt the need to send me that. So, but I, I asked him, I said, why would you send me this? And he was like, cause I want you to know that I'm about getting money. I ain't just trying to fuck you like these other niggas out here. <laughs> Hold on. You're not black. And he said that to me. And I was just like, mm, what I'm, is he? Girl, he, he, I'm pretty sure based off the car he was in, he was probably he was Middle Eastern. He, he was like either like Persian or Wait, Armenian. How you gonna, how and I was like, because gonna... his skin wasn't like you know how like you know like he wasn't like normal light skin like a black dude light skin. Well, like he, I, that was, then your response should be, I don't know. He he was not black. I'm not sure of his ethnicity. You can't say based off the car he driving. Well, I, unfortunately, that's how LA is. Like based off the car and it being an obnoxious. That's how you kind of I'm just like, girl. I get okay. it. I get we, it. We all about being politically correct. Yo I get that. <laughs> I get that. While I understand that, but yes, here we are. Definitely was an Armenian man or a Persian guy, and I'm like, uh, you can't say that. And so I just hit. The, I hit him with the block button because they gave uh, what's that nigga name? That the fat dude, uh, <laughs> DJ Khaled. Because they Has he said? I thought he was saying nigga. Oh, you know what? I don't know. I don't. You know what? I don't know. I swear he was saying nigga. I don't know. I just got so many questions because DJ Khaled wife was like Rachel Dolezal. He don't, don't give heads, so mm, whatever. Well, I'm I'm just saying. I remember going to the movies, and uh, it was like years ago. Yeah, I was, I remember years ago watching some random movie, and I can't think of what it was called, but, uh, and I want to say it was a dude from the Fast and Furious, what was his name? The oh, Paul Walker. Okay. Um, I, I want to say he was in it, and literally there was a scene where all these people were calling each other niggas, but it was like, it was no black people in the scene, and it was like some other person I don't know what their ethnic background was supposed to be but it was no black people in a room and they was calling each other niggas 
and I was just saying how you know and this was maybe when I was like an undergrad so that was a good shit 10 years ago um, when I saw this movie and I'm just like you know they gonna try to start making it okay for white folks to just to be saying nigga and like even in uh, dope you remember the little middle eastern kid that was in that movie he was saying nigga and he was just saying how it was okay for him to say it but it wasn't okay for the white dude to say it it was just like a whole mess nonetheless it's 2019 and the fact that you still out here calling black folks niggas and then the fact that you even felt like you had enough um not clout but you I was gonna say clout yeah I would have said clout but it's not even that it's just like you have enough power you felt like you had enough power in this space to be able to call somebody a nigga and that nothing will happen to you like you not even you feel like you so big and bad that you don't even have to hide your racism like you could just be out here and say it and again this is Trump's America and that's kind of like the mentality that has been um greeted by his actions that people out here just they feel like they could just walk these streets say whatever the fuck they want to say to somebody and nothing ever happened to them and I don't even know if anything is going to happen to this man I mean ultimately like Rick Fox did quit and it just happened a few days ago so I don't know if he's taking any type of legal action in the article I read they did not name the person who called him a nigga of course they didn't so it does feel, feel as though, you know, like no type of repercussions are going to happen to this man for calling him, you know, this racial slur. And it just is sad because it just feels like it don't matter. It's like JC said, like no matter how much money you have, no matter how and what spaces you could be in, you still in it. Yep. Like, and ain't nothing going to happen to these people. So we just going to have to figure out a way to just make our own spaces and stay in our own spaces. Because ultimately, what it feels like is that I got called a nigga and then I quit my job. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and then in more sports news, I don't know why I know about all these sports considering that I know. I, 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 I am very nothing. excited. <laughs> I'm very excited. I guess Magic Johnson stepped down. Also yeah. Also being president. Well, yeah, because, you know, um, somehow this email ended up in his hands. Um, he got, like, CC'd on some shit. That yeah, he, he got CC'd. And I feel like some whoever CC'd him did it intentionally because it was, it, it clearly had been talks uh, on, you know, ongoing for, like, the whole season of them, like, talking about, like, how they felt like he was, like, a terrible president mm-hmm. and all of this stuff. So I feel like it was somebody... That got sent to somebody, and they was like, "Okay, let me act like I'm just responding, but I'm gonna CC him on there." So I feel like it definitely was intentional. I, I can't say it was intentional because I feel like, especially if you have a whole bunch of emails going back and forth, I could see how he accidentally got CC'd on something. Um, my old boss stayed sending emails on accident to people. And I feel like one time I definitely like forwarded something on accident. Like my boss like responded to it 
and I can't remember what it was, but I like sent an email and I forwarded whatever and like whatever her response was. And it wasn't terrible, but it was like one of them things where you, it's like, you have to be careful, mm-hmm. especially when you're doing stuff in haste. Um, you just don't think about it because you're having whatever last conversation. So I could see how maybe the last email that was probably sent to her or whomever um, wasn't about Magic Johnson at all. And it was like, oh, make sure you do this or not so much about him, but it was not about, you know, how he fucking up. And she was like doing something else. And it's like, oh, let me copy him on, on this and not thinking about the string of emails that was underneath that. So nonetheless, but it is kind of fucked up because I mean, Nikki, if you was fucking up, you was fucking up. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of it, well, we don't have to go into the sports talk about that, but because I was like, oh, this will start a whole other thing. But like, I mean, it's just, they're frustrated because clearly y'all got LeBron this season and y'all didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that's been just a huge deal. Um, as far as that goes, a lot of people are upset that, you know, it literally was a game that they like lost that would have decided whether or not that if they would go. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you know, LeBron was out a lot uh, this season due to injury. Mm-hmm. So it was all these different factors. And then like, they had all these great, players and then they traded them so I could understand like you said like their frustration if you fucking up because they thought that they were going to get this one player in particular but the, when they got rid of these other players they went to they I think they all went to like Brooklyn and mm-hmm. they was all balling and them niggas made the playoff they got knocked out of the first round but mm-hmm. still um, but yeah even even when it comes to that it's just like you know, like you said, people being out of pocket because I was saying, going to bring up, like, even how I had gotten, like, sexually, like, sexually harassed at my job and then how that led to me getting terminated. Mm-hmm. Um, and even now, the Lakers coach, and I'm trying to think, they tried to say he resigned, but I think they fired him or pretty much forced him to step down. Uh, Luke Walton is in some hot water because he uh, was sexually harassing somebody. Mm-hmm at their job too so I mean it's just been an interesting week yeah I mean I don't know nothing about that part I mean but at the (laughs) end of the day I feel like if you was fucking up you was fucking up again I don't know nothing about sports I feel like (laughs) but I I do feel like things are kind of unpredictable so you know I'm not gonna say that especially I'm not gonna put down a black man who is doing something that's in one of these higher up positions but and is a legitimate like decent person but i i mean to what we see but you know like how could he have known that lebron was going to be injured most of the season you know what i mean like right. we have theoretically like this perfect team of players like and maybe everybody don't work well together no that's maybe, true you know a motherfucker get injured all sorts of shit um, could happen that is are outside of your control like so to me it just feels weird to be saying oh well he fucking up because we lost like anything could have been that way enough about the sports talk do we want to move on to 
the rest of the shit? Well, you know, Wendy Williams' husband called the cops on her because she showed up to their house with a moving truck. <laughs> what? So, I've been trying to get all the tea because, you know, she had taken some of her stuff out because she went to go live in that sober house. But, mm-hmm. um... I, I guess technically because he's only been served and they probably haven't met to discuss what's what. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that, may, oh, she showed her to with a moving truck. So you she could be like, get your shit and get out. Right. But I think it was her. She was trying to get her shit so she could get out. If I'm not, if I'm reading this correct, that's what happened. And I'm like, why you give a fuck? Like, let her go. Like, you mad because now you cut off. Girl. Niggas. Bitch ass niggas. You right. <laughs> like, beyond that, like, how dare you? Like, haven't you put me through enough? Right. Like, my ass is over here, like, living in sober houses because I am trying to cope with your fuckery and all your infidelity. And you go have a baby on me. Yeah. And all I'm trying to do is come get my shit from my house. Right. That I pay for. That part. And you're going to call the police on me. Yep. You are beyond trash. And I'm like, whatever... The wherever the special place in hell that like, <laughs> you know I'm not I'm not even gonna say that because I don't know what type of relationship you have between you and your God, but <laughs> whatever wherever that special place is where people who behave in this manner get punished. Wherever he is, I'm sure he'll be there with like Mary J. Blige's ex husband. <sighs> um, you know, like. I wanted to, I saw Mary J. Blige's ex-husband and I wanted to trip him so bad. It's like, you know, haven't these women like been through so much? That's, but why do men feel like women, we gotta take all of this shit? Like, oh, I'm fucking you and I'm gonna deal with you, but I'm still gonna do me. And I get to do whatever I want and you just have to take it. Because you're you're a toilet and I can just shit on you and shit on you whenever I want to. Like, it's not okay. Girl, because that's how society has basically made it. Like, women are supposed to just stick with their husbands no matter what the fuck they do. You were supposed to, you know, wait on him to figure out life or be, um, I'm just so hurt and so in turn, I'm going to treat you like trash and then you're supposed to feel like you get this reward when the nigga finally decide he gonna straighten up and fly right, even though for the last, like, 15 ooh, years, he's been tre- treating you like dirt. Girl. Oh, my gosh, Janelle. Like, I saw the perfect meme, and I meant to post this shit. Girl. Uh-huh. Let me let me tell you. It's so good. It is so Does good. Does it have anything to do with what we're talking about right it's, now? It has everything to do with it. Okay, it says the fact that men think that they can spend all their good years whoring about and can come back to you in the sunset of their life with their erectile dysfunction. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw Michael that. Jordan <laughs> jeans and receding hairlines <laughs> is really crazy to me. Oh, yes, I saw that shit. Girl. I saw that shit. But but the thing, that's the thing. Like, because women have done it. 
Girl. So it's gonna take a while for people to kind of like break that type of toxic behavior. Girl. And that's what that's what it be. Like even even when people women are in like terrible marriages and stuff, like even like their own mothers will try to find a reason why you should not leave this man. Like, don't be leaving your husband. Well, is it that bad? Like, we do it to each other. Yeah. I just automatically, like, I think about, like, when Tina Hutt turned to try to get out that first time, and her mama told him where she was. Mm-hmm. So, I, I just yeah, really it's, fucked up. It is hella fucked up. So, fuck these niggas, and fuck their trash uh, behavior. And let's move on. And I hope to... y'all dicks fall off. <laughs> All right. So let's move <laughs> on to the next element. Uh, what do we want to hit them with? Oh, it's like one big thing. And I just really want to talk about it briefly. Okay. Um, I know you have not seen it. And I probably won't and... see it. <sighs> but the Avengers Endgame came out this weekend. Um. And when I tell you, well, one, what a pleasant surprise, our little cousin, apparently her name is like scrolls up in the credits. And so that was super exciting. I get hella excited when I just see somebody I know on IMDb. So <laughs> let alone have like a relative and to see like the loving's name scrolling up um, and like one of the biggest movies of all time is just a major big deal and I feel so proud as if you know as if I did that (laughs) so (laughs) even though I had nothing to do with it but you know shout out to baby Mallory um that was awesome to see but as far as the movie goes girl you have to see it like if you see nothing else just watch Infinity Wars and watch this okay um, I mean, it's good to have the backstories, and there's like certain there's certain Marvel movies I feel like you are kind of throwaway. Um, I feel like those Spider Man's a throwaway since it ain't Tobey Maguire. You know, I my heart does still only beat for Tobey Maguire. Like that's the only uh, Spider Man that I recognize. Um, it's so strange. <laughs> I wonder what happened and why he didn't want to come back. Well, the thing is, um, when Marvel got their own studio, like, originally, Spider-Man was produced by Sony. Okay. So, yeah, so when they got their own, um, so when Marvel got their own studio, they kind of did a whole reboot. So, even, like, the Spider-Man new movie, like, it was kind of, like, his origin story. And then they kind of sort of tie, they sort of tying it in with the whole like Marvel universe. There's other ones that they have, like even like the Captain America, uh, not Captain America, sorry, Captain Marvel movie that just came out. Mm-hmm. Like that one was more so her origin story, but it really did not have nothing to do with nothing. Like mm-hmm. as far as like the Avengers and the whole like um, MCU, and that's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, but it just kind of like introduces new characters so now they can start using her so nonetheless this was kind of like the last movie of this phase I haven't really like looked into it just because I just like being surprised um back in the day when I was younger I used to be all up in like 
Marvel movie coming soon.net, all types of shit. But I kind of let the shit go. Um, but nonetheless, it was like so good. I cried so many times. Um, it was just everything. It did not feel like it was three hours. Um, I could easily go see that shit again. And it was just excellent. I don't want to do no spoilers because, I mean, by the time we post this, it would be would have been out for about a week. Um, and I know people are spoiling that shit and I don't want to spoil it, but I just want to say how I was just moved. And it's just kind of sad because it is the end of an era. Like, so many things are kind of coming to an end like that. And um, motherfucking Game of Thrones. So all this shit is just kind of wrapping up. And it's sad. I wish I had a camera so you could see my face because I'm just sitting here and I'm just looking out <laughs> at this tree and I'm like, mm, okay. I guess it is sad. Girl, it is. I mean, when I tell you, uh, it just hurts my heart. But nonetheless, it's awesome. Go see it. If you have not, um, you will not be disappointed. I promise you. So, anyway. I'm gonna go. um, I think huh? I said I, I will go see it. You need to. You need to, for sure. Definitely go see, but you have to see Infinity Wars first. Though. Okay. So take the time, watch Infinity Wars because you're not gonna know what's happening um in Endgame if you don't see that movie. Okay. So I can do that. Yeah, you could do that. Um, but now I think it's time for us to kind of transition to our artists, our black artists of the week. We haven't done it in a couple of weeks, even though Dominique thinks Beyonce counts. Beyonce um, counts. Beyonce always counts. Okay. <laughs> so do you want to go ahead and introduce the artist of the week? Okay. Well, our artist of the week, it's going to be my homegirl, Sakia. Uh, she has an online sunglasses boutique called no name no shade and they're all of these uh dope sunglasses inspired uh you know luxury pieces and the prices range anywhere from like you know like 10 to 20 bucks and up um and we actually got the chance to shoot for her um a few weeks ago when Janelle was here um for her yeah. her line uh, in the Antelope Valley Poppy Fields, um, and we can you can find her on Instagram at No Name No Shade, and the website is No Name No Shade dot com. I will make sure we put it in the bio. Uh, and they're so much fun, and they're so funky and eclectic. Uh, especially, it's you know, like a lot of the styles are out of this world like nothing like you've ever seen and i love yeah, they, a bomb ass pair of sunglasses so i'm sorry to cut you off oh no you're good uh no they were really dope uh craig really liked the Dwayne wade wayne um inspired ones and he's like are you gonna get those and i'm just like nigga how am i gonna be able to see like, <laughs> <laughs> like it was definitely a fun ass shoot and they were some dope ass shades and i did want to take a few home, but then it meant like I would have to get some contacts just so I could wear these sunglasses. And yeah, it, yeah, it just wasn't for me. But overall, like I loved all of the looks. Um, and yeah, the whole shoot was super, super dope. 
Um, it was a fun time. People has been giving us slack about uh, being in these poppy fields, but I don't give the first fuck. Like, Girl, they, because the temperature is, like, getting warmer, they're going to die mm-hmm. anyway. So, that's what happens. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, someone, like, was on my page, like, going ham on us, and I'm like, we were in patches that had no poppies, and we sat and surrounded ourselves with them. It wasn't like we pulled anything or really stepped. We really didn't have to step on anything. So, right. yeah. No, I know. It was hilarious. I read those comments that that dude was making. And I'm like, it ain't that deep. It ain't that deep. And y'all be going so hard on these poppies. Where are you going hard on Black Lives Matter? Probably not. Yep. So, anyway. Um, but yeah, definitely check her out. Cop you a few pair, especially with um, summer approaching um, for some of us, especially, you know, like myself living in Phoenix. Summer is here. Temperatures are at 100 degrees. It's over. So get your shades today. Yeah, I'm yeah, super excited for her and what's to come. Um, I just actually hit her up today. I was like, oh, my gosh, I just went to this really dope black uh, like kind of swap meet that they meet they have once a month uh, you should really think about getting a booth I think it would be great for your brand so yeah Sakia's doing big things okay yep. so do you want to hit us with the sisterly advice sure why not um, today <laughs> I wish you would stop saying that that way this is Vernon's <laughs> fault by the way this is all Vernon. His, did he play at Xandar? Oh, you know what? No. Vernon didn't play. I got that from Vernon. But I oh. forgot about Xandar uh, saying, sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I've been laughing this whole time every time you say that. Dominic. Oh, my gosh. So, I, I'm sorry. I totally got that from Vernon. But anyway, sure. Oh, Shout out to Xandar. Um, I wish you would have played that game right. It probably would have been a lot of fun. Um, I know. We definitely talked about this on a previous episode. But all right. Um, anyway. Um, today's sisterly advice is about forgiveness. And today I experienced a chapter. And actually probably for the past two weeks or a week. Yeah. Easter was a week ago. So a week. Um, I've been encountering people that. I had strength, like a strange, like relationships with uh, or friendships with. Um, and a lot of things seem to boil down to a lot of miscommunication and people jumping to a conclusion and uh, conclusions and not respecting your boundaries either. Um, in today's instance, um, I had had a conversation in the past about, okay, when I link up with you and we kicking it, like I always don't want to talk about X, Y, Z. It stresses me out because we, I've given you the advice. And if that's, you know, what you want to lay in, then by all means do that, but don't drag me in the bed with you. So I had to take a step back. And today I, we both were able to, you know, kind of apologize to each other, but, Within that, I didn't realize the role that I played in my, you know, like my friend's life and how Mm -hmm. during her pregnancy, you know, she probably really did need me. But I, you know, was just like, oh, well, you know, you cool. Like, you got that. Um, And 
she was saying today, like, I really wish that you could have been there more for me. Um, and I told her, I said, you know, I said, to be honest with you, I said, I was going to have a conversation with you about everything that transpired between us. But once I had gotten a message that you were pregnant, I didn't want to have something, you know, a conversation that could give you added stress if we didn't, you know, see eye to eye on something or it wasn't the, you know, the results that you wanted, you know, because it could have been where I was like, well, you know, I still don't want to be friends with you or anything like that. And so, um, yeah, I just was able to I, I didn't realize that that I play, an, you know, important, such an important role in somebody's life either. Mm-hmm. So, I mean we were able to, you know, speak our peace to each other and, you know, kind of move on and what's the next step. So, yeah, I think that was something that really had taken me aback because I didn't know. Yeah, I think it's even more so a commentary on having clear communication with people in our lives. And not only that, I think, again, I I remember posting something a long time ago about self-care and how we are on such this this huge movement to be, to preserve, excuse me, our own peace of mind Mm -hmm. that we are quick to throw people away that you might be perceiving as toxic when in reality they are crying out for help. Mm -hmm. And so even though you are in search of this, you know, your love and light and let go and let God, like somebody could be, you know, reaching out to you to get that same clarity. And by cutting them off, you are basically leaving them in the dark. Yeah. So we have to really be cognizant of, you know, like if people are going through going through things like everything that somebody is bringing in your life that is negative is not necessarily toxic right and we have to be able to differentiate between the two and it's definitely difficult but I think having an open and honest conversation about it can help kind of you know weigh what how that is impacting your life like you said you know um you gave her whatever advice and she didn't want to take it. So you was like, I don't want to hear it no more, but it could be, you know, okay, girl, what's, what's really happening? Because I just feel like, or even how it's affecting you. Like, And see, and I did that. And then mm-hmm. it continued to be an ongoing thing. And so that last conversation that we had, you know, she, you know, brought that up today. She was like, I should have led that conversation with the positive stuff that had happened I shouldn't have just Mm -hmm. jumped right into the negative I should have just stated this is the outcome because you know she had a whole nother story that I paid my bar tab I was like I can't and I walked out and damn oh yeah um and there was a whole other side of that story that I never got to get because you know you led me into that and I you know you come from working and you you know frustrated you had a long day I don't want to hear that shit so like she said if she would have led that conversation differently we would have mm-hmm. it would have you know we would have had a completely different outcome and so at that point you know like I had a long day I'm like and then you leave bringing me this bullshit like nah 
So I, no, I, feel, and I, 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 you know, in hindsight, like I was like, damn, like I was an asshole about that. Like, yeah, I, that was fucked up, girl. I, I'm, I'm a work in progress. I know that, and and that's the thing, and that is the thing. Like, even though we may try to set boundaries or parameters or kind of even have these conversations with anybody that we have a relationship with, whether it is a partner or a friendship. Things don't change overnight. Right. Things take time and we are all learning and growing. And so we have to have a little bit of patience with each other that I feel like, you know, again, with this whole self-care thing that we are losing because it's like, if you don't immediately bend to what I want to allow into my life, then you are out. And we can't be that way. We have to have um, compassion for each other. Yeah. So it's definitely, and, and again, there are people who are toxic and who are constantly bringing drama into your life. And those people, yes, you need to step back from those people. But a lot of times people are, you know, just your friends and they are going through something and we can't abandon them in their time of need because at some point you don't have that time. You don't have that low and you're going to want somebody to be there to help bring you up. Right. So that's yeah. real. So I feel good. I feel like a little bit of like a, of a weight lifted off my shoulders or, you know, because I did, I did miss my friend, you know, but I yeah. just was like, I need, I need a moment. Mm-hmm. So, and I just, you know, I, deserve those moments so I and so being able to step back and really evaluate the situation I was like okay cool like I'm glad this happened we clearly like we did need that moment apart to realize what was happening so you could see you know like what you did to me and vice versa so you know accountability is a big thing and growth and here we are now we're moving forward well I'm glad you guys were able to mend your friendship yes so well, I think that wraps up the latest episode of My Sister and Me. Um, if you want to follow us, we are on the Instagram at This Is My Sister and Me. If you want to send us an email, obviously do so at This Is My Sister and Me at gmail.com. We are open to questions, comments, suggestions, all that fun shit. Um, if you want to follow us individually, I am at my life is Nell on Instagram. And where can they find you, Dominique? I am on Instagram at saintangelus.com as well. Saint-angelus.com if you want to read some of the things I write about. Awesome. And then wherever you podcast, hook us up with a subscription and a five-star review. Yes. Awesome. All right, boo. Well, it was good talking to you. Yes. I'm going to call you right after this. I know. I know you are. <laughs> I got to tell you about the oh, other thing. Oh, oh. What, what, what? Don't be acting like you this hot shit. Like, duh, bitch, you going to call me. I'll have to call you. You know what? See, yeah, you see, you got guys. You see what I deal with? Like, this bad. is my big sister is sometimes a bully. I'm not a bully. <laughs> I love you. Call me. Like, call me right now. Okay, bye.